everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And today we are previewing Loveuary. It's very exciting. Terrible name, but it's going to be fun. We're talking about Valentine's Day movies on Hallmark and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and some feature films. And we're so excited to have with us Jen Golden from the It's Complicated podcast. She's returning. Uh, it's been a little while. Jen, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So it's been at least a year since we've had you on. And uh, why don't you, for people who may not uh, know you, new listeners, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you all do over at It's Complicated. Awesome. So It's Complicated is a funny dating and relationships podcast. We talk to experts who share tips for finding love, keeping love, getting out of love, getting over love, anything to do with dating and relationships. And we also share a lot of our own personal stories and are not afraid to be unfiltered and also a little unhinged. So (laughs) you got to tune in every week to hear what's happening with us as well as some great advice from our guests. We also just have some folks that come on who are willing to share their story and or ask for help. So we've got friends that come on, reality people who come on, and it's really just such a good mix. And we've got Rob Evers now who joined the podcast. He is great because he shares the male perspective. Previously, it was just me and Lauren, and we had a lot of the same perspectives. So now we've got somebody in to shake things up. Yeah, it's really fun. I've been on there talking Hallmark movies because <laughs> it's the, really the only dating topic I'm qualified to talk about, I'm afraid. But it's it's such a fun show. And I've been really grateful for any time you've been able to come on our show. The last time was at the very kind of start of the pandemic where we talked about kind of dating in the world of quarantine and all that fun stuff. And that was that was very fun. And, uh, and one thing people might not know is that the very first time I did an ad copy read was when the two of you were on Hallmarkies podcast and I was really nervous and you were both just couldn't have been more supportive. And I just thought that was such kismet that we'd have, we would have such experienced podcasters on the day that I was doing something new like that. And I just always been very grateful to both of you for helping me with that. So thank you so much for all you've done for Hallmarkies. I, I really do appreciate it. Well, we are happy to support wherever we can. We love everything that you're doing and working with you. And we've now built a relationship, if you will, yeah. because we've been in touch now for so long and done each other's yeah. podcasts and all that. So we are big fans of yours. Yeah, well, thank you. And we thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about Valentine's and dating. Since you know you have a dating expert, it's just the perfect time to talk about it. So let's let's talk about what in your mind makes for a perfect Valentine's date. What do you think, think are the key elements? Perfect is really specific to the person who or the people mm-hmm. who are involved because You might have an idea that perfect is this fancy restaurant that you have to get dressed up. You have to spend all this money, pull out all the stops. But also what you may really feel like doing is making food at home together or doing a quick road trip or, you know, taking a class or an activity that you both like or been saying you wanted to try. And the, the activity itself is the gift to each of you, like a cooking class or maybe paint and sip as an example. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really 
specific to the people involved. And then that is what makes it perfect. Also, I think it's it really shows that you know the other person yeah. and you value what they like. Because if you just plan something, because let's just say a guy or a girl thinks they need to surprise the other person and pull out all the stops, that surprise kind of shows that they don't know the person at all if it's something the other person doesn't like. So why don't you go above mm-hmm. and beyond to do what the other person does like, which shows you're thoughtful, shows you're considerate, that you are you know, a partner for them because you want them to be happy. You don't want to just like get credit for this extravagant thing that you orchestrate when ultimately they might not want that at all. Yeah. I think that surprises in general and relationships are wildly overrated. (laughs) I, I just, I don't think usually the enjoyment is enhanced much by the surprise factor and uh, it can majorly backfire. I just think in general, unless you're really sure, I would avoid the surprise. Yeah. I mean, and unless you me, really I don't like know the person well. If you know yeah. the person super well, then great. Like I have a best friend who wrote me the other day and was like, hey, are you free on this day? Um, if you are, I planned a surprise for us. Like I, I bought tick, I did something. And I'm like, sounds good because I know that she knows exactly what I like and don't like. And we have very similar taste. And so nothing she plans is going to be something I hate. Everything she plans is always something I love. So I'm like, you know what? Don't even tell me and I'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thoughtfulness is the key. You used that word. And it's that somebody is considering what you need and want and are being thoughtful, whether it's Valentine's Day or not. I think that's the key. Yeah. I mean, also to not be thoughtful on Valentine's Day is like the antithesis to the (laughs) holiday itself. So you might as well just end things there if you're not going to be thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing that I wanted to talk about is what if you don't have a date for Valentine's? What can you do to still not get depressed and have a fun day? What do you think? So many things. I think you rebrand it. <laughs> you rebrand it as Galentine's Day or Palentine's Day or self-love day because ultimately, while we think of Valentine's Day as for couples, really mm-hmm. you could also do things that show your self-love. And you could also do things that sort of put out into the universe what you look to receive. So that's, if that's you like spa days and you hope that one day you are seeing somebody and they gift you a spa day. Let's say, take yourself to that spa day. Or if you wish that you were on a road trip with a significant other, go on one yourself. Have, yeah. Like Take your dog or your friend and go do something so that it's really fun. Last year, Valentine's Day fell on President's Day weekend. And I actually went away with a couple girlfriends to Ojai. And we just had the best time. So it didn't feel like Valentine's Day. It felt like a girl's trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And one thing that I have done for years now, uh, since I think the first time was 2011, I think, but each uh, year I uh, have my own Valentine that I design. Uh, And we've actually now had, I kind of have two that I help design because we have the uh, the one for the podcast for Hallmarkies uh, that we do every year. And then we also have, and then I have my personal one. And 
I, it's become something that I really enjoy and really look forward to. And I, I get to help support some of my talented artist friends who, you know, help execute my idea. Um, but, uh, but then I also get to be creative and it just makes the, it makes everything more fun for the holiday because I have something to kind of plan and think about and look forward to. Uh, so that's something that I find uh, a lot of joy in. I think that's the key is to look forward to something. So instead of dreading the day that's coming and feeling that you are in lack because you don't have a significant other and you are not able to celebrate the holiday appropriately and it's like, oh, yet another Valentine's Day, you might not have a partner. Instead, find something to look forward to. So whether it's like Mm -hmm. what you do or I plan a trip potentially or a dinner or I just chalk it up like it's going to be on a Monday this year. I'm going to chalk it up to a Monday. It's a Monday. So I'm exhausted on Mondays as is after work and I don't want to do anything anyway. So I'm like, great. I don't have to go out. I don't have to do anything that I don't feel like doing because guess what? I have all this freedom to choose to take care of me on a Monday night. And instead, maybe I'll watch a movie. I will do a face mask. I will eat something extravagant at home alone with a bottle of wine or hang out with a girlfriend and do that. Like there's just so many things that you can do for yourself that are enjoyable. So why not plan it in advance and then know that you have that to look forward to? That's sort of how I approached um, New Year's this year. I was sick with COVID and I knew I was going to be alone. So I was like, all right, well, alone doesn't suck. I'm going to order in my favorite food. I had a glass of champagne for myself and I picked things in advance that I would watch so that it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like a struggle to find something to do and then being bummed out because I didn't have those things. It was all premeditated. And I was like, I actually think this is great. Someone said to me yesterday that they were like, you had the best New Year's because I posted a picture of my food and what I was watching. It was like Queer Mm -hmm. Eye and Stone Crabs. And they're like, I wish I did that instead of what I did. I'm like, listen, <laughs> next time you need advice for how to make fun out of nothing, give me a call. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I, I guess really when you think about it, whether you have a partner or you don't, I think recreation enjoyment requires some thoughtful preparation for the most part. I mean, it is kind of nice sometimes to just wing it too. I get that, but... But I think there is also something to really planning and and uh, and taking time to make sure your needs are being met, whether it's in a relationship or not. One hundred percent. A little planning goes a long way because yeah. even if you cancel the plan, at least you had one. Like maybe right. suddenly someone does ask you on a date, and like, great, so now you go on a date. But also. You have plans and you are not lonely maybe or you're not bummed that you have nothing to do. You have like some sort of an idea of how to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. Let us know what you have planned for Valentine's. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And so let's get started. First of all, they have decided last year it was, what was the, now all of a sudden I've forgotten it, but they had a much better name for for Valentine's movies last year. And now this year they have Loveuary. And what is your thoughts about <laughs> Loveuary? 
I, well, I feel like it's a step too far. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like February at all. And it's basically like every movie uh, that they put out is about love. So I don't know why they had to go as far as saying loveuary, but to be honest, which I always am, I don't expect better from them anyway. <laughs> so it's pretty on brand, I think, with like their whole shtick. And when I saw it originally, I didn't think anything of it because I was like, that's so hallmark to like create a word that is very lovey. And last year it was love ever after, which I think is way better. Yeah. But also how is that different than any other month of movies? Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) And also not only is it ever after, but like it's going to have a sequel, a third one, like there's going to be a whole series. So all of their movies are ever after. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Love You Worry just, it feels so cringe. But you're right. That is kind of the Hallmark. Hallmark is a little cringe. That's part of the brand. <laughs> it's so it's cringe. It's so good. I actually was watching, right. oh gosh, there was a Netflix movie, I think, that I was watching the other day. And that was actually so much worse than any Hallmark movie. I couldn't even stand it. And I have very low standards for what entertains me. (laughs) And especially when it comes to like rom-com type genre, this movie was so bad. It was, um, gosh, something to do with Royal something. I don't know. Oh, did you watch the Royal Treatment with uh, Aladdin? No, wait, what was it? Oh, yes, yes. That's I didn't know where I knew him from. Oh my gosh, you just totally <laughs> solved a mystery for me. But yeah, Royal Well, Team yeah, there have been some terrible ones on Netflix. Like uh, they they have these California Christmas ones. Those were both really bad. Uh, the Kissing Booth, part one, two, and three, which, <laughs> tough sits. See, like, even those- least, these movies are only an hour and 20 minutes. Those things are like nearly like over two hours totally i mean i actually enjoyed the kissing booth more than some of the other ones but this royal treatment thing was so painful from the acting the accents the storyline like the writing oh the whole thing was awful i just i mean i didn't watch the whole thing so i can't even say that maybe (laughs) it gets better but i wasn't about to give it a chance or spend any more time yeah well, so they have starting out for the month for Loveuary. They we are getting the two final in the Wedding Veil trilogy. They actually had the first in the trilogy in January uh, with Lacey Chabert, and honestly, I thought it was a little boring. It wasn't terrible, but it was just kind of slow. I thought. Um, and the idea is that it's about these three friends. Uh, Lacey Chabert's character purchases a wedding veil in a uh, in a uh, consignment store, and then she has it's kind of like Sister of the Traveling Pants, but with a wedding veil. <laughs> oh, I saw it. I saw it, and oh, I you did? Was, okay. Yeah, I definitely like multitasked while watching it because it's not exactly <laughs> riveting, but right. I. I liked it because I liked the three actresses. Yeah. I thought it was like charming and I totally bought into the veil, the whole thing. And then they made yeah. it like about the art and they tied it back there. Um, yeah. And I, and I Kevin McGarry it, is, whew, he is a dream. 
He's so handsome. His accent was kind of all over the place. Him trying to be from Boston or something. But other than that. Only at the end of the movie did I realize he was putting on an accent because I feel like halfway through he started doing it more. Yeah, I agree. It was it was it wavered in and out. He was very handsome. Very, very handsome. Um what I liked though was the actresses, and I kind of wondered like why are these three in this movie with two of them being so supporting roles? Like not even supporting, they're like background roles. But then I realized that there's a trilogy. So actually excited to see the other ones, but there was like one, the fight that they had was so silly. Yeah. It's painful to see what mm-hmm. almost splits these couples up in all of these Hallmark movies and then how they resolve it. Cause it's like so minuscule, but yeah, I did. I thought it was like, I guess a hug to the soul. And that's what these movies are supposed to be. They're not supposed to like put you on the edge of your seat. They're not supposed to, give you anxiety they're not supposed to make you physically uncomfortable because like the acting is so bad or whatever the royal treatment did to me but this one <laughs> i just thought was like a cute movie you know and i'll take yeah. two more cute movies in this series sure why not yeah we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. You were going to give it, we have our Valentine's preview rating scale, preview scale. Uh, (laughs) But if you were going to give it a... We have, it's either a broken heart, which is the worst thing you can get on Valentine's Day, and then a Valentine's Day card, and then a box of chocolates, and I forgot to include, there's also a dozen roses, and then your top is a diamond ring. So what would you give the first Wedding Veil movie? A box of chocolates. A box of chocolates. I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So then we have the second one, the Wedding Veil Unveiled on the 12th and you'll be able to watch the first one on the 5th if you missed it so you'll be able to kind of get back in the swing of things so there's no new movie on the 5th uh, but on the 12th is uh, the wedding veil unveiled and it's emma travels to italy to teach and research a wedding veil said to bring its owner love while there she meets paolo the son of a local lace making family <laughs> and this stars autumn reeser and paolo bernardini and of course you have Lacey Speer and allison sweeney in the sort of cameo roles now uh what do you think about this one well of course it is a little far-fetched but <laughs> i really like autumn reeser and i am here to see how this all comes to life and how she finds love how the veil does it again and that the, all the girls come together and celebrate each other. I actually have two best friends who are very similar. So we're like the three of us. And this is so not um, out of the scope of what we would possibly do. Like maybe we'd share something or 
we we always like support each other and things and want each other to have love and whatnot. So it reminded me of us as a like a trio. And mm-hmm. I think that's what is so charming for me about this trilogy. For me, this one is wait, what comes between the box of chocolates and the roses? Uh so there's that that's the two. So there's okay. there's a broken heart card, box of chocolates, roses, and the diamond ring. Got it. Okay. So for me, this is roses. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah. So I do think this one sounds like the best of the three. I just think there's more escapism. It sounds a little bit more fun. It, it kind of has like old, it has sort of only you vibes. You know what I mean? Marissa Tomei and yeah, totally. You like that one? <laughs> I do like I when feel the Hallmark like- movies travel because I feel like it's not just the small town vibe. It's like mm-hmm. we're going a little bit further into the realm of possibilities. We're maybe seeing, we're sightseeing a little bit. There's an element of romance there that just comes from the destination itself. So I'm here for it. Roses from me. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes they lean on those locations and don't have the story that they need for those locations. But in this one, I feel like the focus is more on the story because it has to fit into the you know the trilogy. So, and I like Autumn a lot. She's all, almost always good in her films, and uh, so I think, like I said, I feel like this will be the best. So I agree with you. Uh, we'll give it a. A dozen roses and i hope it will will be good i don't know this um paulo bernardini but he looks charming on the trail on the preview so hopefully it will be good at least they found a, a legitimate italian and not somebody who right. <laughs> is not at all italian and they slap an italian accent on them not kevin mcgarry trying to be an italian <laughs> like that honestly i feel like they would have normally just cast somebody like a him and put oh you know what it was right you i'm sure you saw this movie because you've seen them all where <laughs> jen lily goes to france to compete in a wine competition yeah and that super hot guy who was in um the bold Good type witch. and, it, and, oh, that, yeah. and so yeah. he put on this french accent i think he happens to be french but he's like american french and so it was pretty awful yeah. to listen to that. There are a lot of really funny things about that movie. First of all, that Jen Lilly was like very pregnant. And so they're like putting her in all these like flowing gowns and all these like <laughs> like long sweaters and stuff like that. And I, it just was, it was bad. And then also it, because they are having to have these giant bags, you know, to cover up the fact she was pregnant. She was like carrying around tons of bottles of wine. And like, I swear she'd go up to a person and be like, hi, nice to meet you. Here's a bottle. Of wine. Totally. So strange. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Not the, not the best. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the, uh, Third one in this group, this trilogy is wedding. The wedding veil legacy. This is on the twenty so sixth. What's that? So intense legacy. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is Allison Sweeney. Victor Webster is my favorite. Yeah, he's pretty oh. good. And then, uh, of course, Lacey Baron and Autumn Reeser. So Tracy 
is the last of the three friends to take possession of the of an antique wedding veil they purchased together. Will it prove to be magical for her, despite her cynicism about its legend, or will she marry the wrong guy? What do we think? She's going to marry the wrong guy. Oh, Lord. I mean, <laughs> at this point, imagine if it just didn't work for her, but it did for the others. Like, right. what, what would that be? And how would, how would that go? So I'm pretty sure it's going to work for her, just like yeah. it does the other two girls. Right. And we, of course, haven't gotten a preview of this one because they want to wait and get you pumped for the second one before they put out a preview of the third one. Uh, but I feel like Allison and Victor will have nice chemistry. They seem like a pretty good match. Interesting. I would put those two together, but I don't know. I mean, you, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them because how much chemistry really is in a Hallmark movie? Like they don't even like touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes there can be chemistry in the not touching. True. You know, the, True. In, I, I don't know that I've ever watched one of these and said, like, man, those two, they've really got it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just feel like they both have kind of a bit of a sarcasm about them, a little a tiny, teensy bit of edge to them, both of those actors that might mesh well. Uh, but uh, but there's definitely ones that don't have chemistry. I can tell you that right now. And it's brutal. Okay, but did uh, but, you think uh, Lacey and um, What's-His-Face had it? Uh, they were okay. I thought they were fine. She's yeah. had better chemistry with others, but it was decent, I thought. Yeah, Did like you? when she was in that movie, um, like something in chocolate, love and chocolate. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. And she's in that with that same actor in Love and Ch- uh, Love Romance and Chocolate, Will Kemp. She's also in the in the Christmas Waltz, which was my favorite of 2020 uh um Christmas. It's so good. Yeah, and, I love and, him. I think so. I'm biased yeah. toward him. He's really good, and he was in. Well, Kemp was in um, uh, in the latest Chris, uh, Princess Switch movie on Netflix with Vanessa Hudgens. Yes, he's yes, the villain, he but he was really fun. In it. Oh yeah, oh yes, and I definitely saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so I will give this one a box of chocolates. I I hope it'll be good, but it, it's uh probably my least excited but we know the less about it so it's a little tricky so i'm i I am gonna go with engagement ring because i love victor webster and i feel like despite the writing despite all things homework might do to a movie calling it loveuary or a legacy Uh he brings the real cred to the movie and so i think it's gonna be legit also allison sweeney is like you know, she's a pretty seasoned actress as well. So I think between the two of them and the fact that this is the last one, we are in for a treat. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Uh, So last in February, we have Welcome to Mamas and this stars Melanie Scrofano and Daniel D. Tommaso and Lorraine Bracco. Director Alan Harmon, who's done a ton And it's after she inherits an Italian restaurant in Brooklyn, manager Amy teams up with a master chef to relaunch the establishment and make her loved ones proud. So what do you think about this one? Does it sound fun to you? I'm triggered. (laughs) I'm so triggered. (laughs) This is basically the royal treatment again. Uh, (laughs) 
I mean, I get it what you're saying about the whole Brooklyn thing and and everything with that, but I think it could be fun. Maybe I'm super biased because I do love Daniel D. Tommaso. He was in a movie that I loved called Christmas Ever After with Ali Stroker that was so good on Lifetime. And he was so charming and I really liked him. And so I'm excited to have him over here in Hallmark. And it definitely, this will be very stereotype, like Italian American kind of thing. But I feel like they'll have good chemistry. I don't know this Melanie Scrofanio well, but I feel like this one will depend a lot on the script if it's kind of funny and if their chemistry ends up being good. But I actually am kind of hopeful on it. I'm going to give... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, roses. And I just hope it'll be like Italian roses, (laughs) whatever that means. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm here for that. So I feel like... Maybe because it's not so Valentine's-y mm-hmm. and, like, hitting you over the head overtly with, like, love. Like, it's actually about a restaurant. We've got some other premises going on here. Maybe, just maybe, this is going to be more, like, normal of a movie. Yeah. And, of course, it will have love in it, but it will be less hitting it on the head, you know, hitting the nail mm-hmm. on the head. Also, I do love cooking movies and things like that when they involve food yeah. and they have an activity to do together. It's less, you know, on the hunt for love and it's more love ensues by nature of mm-hmm. just being. I agree. There's a really good one. A lot of people know no reservations with a Catherine yeah. Jones, which I enjoy. Also though, the movie that that's based on is a German movie called Mostly Martha, which is so good. I highly recommend it. It's a don't be afraid of it just because it's a foreign film. It's really good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Anyway. Okay. Then we have a whole month with currently no Hallmark movies announced in March except for one. But hopefully we'll get some more that will be announced. But right now we have a second chance at love on the 26th. And this stars Gloria Rubin, Eric LaSalle, Elvinia August, and Jared Joseph. And... It's uh, in a second chance of love on the surface. Alicia and Arnold's marriage is picture perfect. However, there's something amiss. Arnold is ready to grow their family, but subconsciously Alicia is hesitant to the idea. Rather than face the problem head on, Alicia, the self-proclaimed love doctor, immerses herself in her divorced parents, Jack and Brenda's dating affairs by setting them uh, each up on a blind dating uh, app. So, you know, Hallmark has actually done quite a few of these sort of marriage in crisis movies. There was a time when this was very novel, like two through two years ago or so. But they've done quite a few of them now. And I'm a little tired of them, to be honest. I haven't. I don't know. Like at first, I, I think I liked them more because of the novelty. And now I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. But I love this cast. I mean, this cast is incredible. So that gives me confidence. I don't know. What do you think about this? Um, well, I love a good second chance. So mm-hmm. they're already like tugging on my heartstrings there. It seems a little contrived, but at least that might keep things interesting and not be as boring as, you know, you mentioned the first wedding veil was. But I don't know. I'm going to. I'm I'm lukewarm on it because of the same reasons that you said. Like we've seen this before. 
it's a little like conniving and sneaky and yeah. they're setting people up and it's a whole thing. So I'm going to give it, let's see, um, a card. Yeah, same with me. I agree. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Then we have on the mystery channel, we have Cut Color Murder, which stars Julie Gonzalo and Ryan McPartland. And it's when a beauty pageant creator is found dead, a savvy hairdresser works with a detective and risks everything to clear the names of those she loves. I don't know. Do you have any experience with the Hallmark mystery shows? No. So I actually don't have that channel, but it somehow appeared recently. I have like basic cable just enough to have regular hallmark and like some of the other channels i like mm-hmm. and it started appearing right after hallmark and i was like wait maybe now i should watch these movies but i haven't gotten around to it yet so i'm not super murder mystery kind of gal but mm-hmm. i think for people who want a little bit more of an oomph behind the movie itself and a little depth it's like a cross between Hallmark and Lifetime because it's never right. super gory and super right. murdery and it's not going to keep you up at night. But I just haven't spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. That's so not this one is a I new. I love Julie Gonzalo and Ryan McPartland. So here for the cast. Yeah. I love, I think they were going to have really good chemistry. Uh, and uh, this is the first of this new series. So it's kind of like a pilot in a way. So that'll be interesting. I do prefer it when sort of the the in uh for her being an amateur sleuth is a little more natural you know like there's been ones like ruby herring she's a reporter uh the uh uh, i'm trying to think some of the others uh like the gourmet detective she's a police officer you know there's like it's a little more natural in some of these than others i mean making how are you gonna have a whole series where a hairdresser is run into crime i mean it just seems like a lot but that doesn't mean it couldn't be fun and work you know whatever i mean my favorite was the garage sale mysteries but sadly uh they got ruined with uh they got taken down with Lori laughlin's uh uh disgrace but <clears throat> yeah I, you know, these, these movies sound to me like series of nancy drew or like some of those yeah. books you read when you were in middle school or you'd go buy those books at the scholastic book fair the yeah. names are just so like ridiculous but of course all of them are so why would they stop now but they're so fun yeah. and they're just like a bite of happiness because there's always like you know some ending that ties things up and you go about your business and your life. So 
you got to love them because they're like a dose of relaxation or relief from the rest of the world and what's going on. You know, it's not current events. It's the same formula. It's always something you can count on. So even if the names are ridiculous and the storyline is like, eh, I'm here for it. Yeah. So I think I would give it a box of chocolates. I I hope it'll be good because the chemistry we'll see, uh, you know, and then going forward how they're going to bring in a hairdresser into crime. But, but the next one, where, what, what will you give it? I think I'm with you on that. It's getting a box. It's getting, yeah, it's getting what you sent it. Okay, good. Okay, then we have Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries Haunted by Murder. This is on the 20th. And this is kind of interesting because it's actually a, like a prequel. And they have Candace Cameron Bray and Lexa um, Bayong, who are the leads in the uh, in the regular series. Their daughters are playing them as teenagers and, and it's supposedly like their backstory of how they first met uh, for um, Sally and Aurora. So it's a murder investigation is reignited in a house that is considered haunted by the uh, Lawrence town locals. And where years ago, Aurora and Sally as teenagers discovered a body. So this is an interesting experiment that they're doing, you know, having uh, Natasha and Mia uh, play their mothers. It's an interesting uh, experiment. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it gives some truth to the casting. You know, it feels a little bit more legitimate and mm-hmm. kind of want to see if they are decent actresses. I know I've seen Natasha in things before, I think, with her mom. Um, yeah. Some Christmas movies, maybe. But I like the idea. And also Hallmark is so feel good and like, now they're involving their real families. So it adds like that extra layer there, I think, that kind of warms your heart. Yeah. And there's Although, not well, that much on the channel. By murder, so it's not yeah. that heartwarming. But the fact that also we can see a family affair, I think, is nice. Yeah. And there's not that much on the Hallmark Channel that's really for young adults or teenagers. It's pretty rare. So that's nice that they kind of throw them a bone. Like uh, most of the the movies are starring women in their thirties and forties, which I like, but it's fun to have one movie that's, you know, more young adult, I think is, is fun. So I hope it'll be good. I, I hope I will give it chocolate as well. <laughs> I hope it'll be good. What about you? I am with you. I also think chocolate is great. It's like really right down the middle. So like if we're wrong, we're not too wrong. Cause it probably right. skews other marginally better or worse than what we think it might be and Mm -hmm. if we're right then like who doesn't love chocolate yeah agreed all right so we have two feature films we're going to talk about real quick two rom-coms coming up and the first is it opens on the 10th both in theaters and on peacock so for valentine's day weekend we have marry me and this stars Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. This is her return to the rom-com, unless you consider Second Act, which was not really a rom-com. Uh, it's her first rom-com that she's done since 2012. And that, and that was what to expect when you're expecting, which was kind of more an ensemble. Uh, so really her first lead role in a rom-com would have been uh, in um, 
uh, shoot, I just forgot. Oh, it's the, her first lead in a rom-com was called The Backup Plan, which was terrible, but it was in 2010. So it's been a long wait for Miss JLo to be in another romantic comedy. I am super pumped for this, I'll say. Um, and it's pop star Kat Valdez is about to get married before an audience of her loyal fans. However, seconds before the ceremony, she learns about her fiance's cheating ways and has a meltdown on stage. In a moment of inspired insanity, Kat locks eyes with a total stranger in the crowd and marries him on the spot. Uh, as forces conspire to separate the unlikely newlyweds, they must soon decide if two people from such different worlds can find true love together. So you've seen the trailer. What do you think about this one? Well, I think this one really taps into what you were saying about chemistry. I mm-hmm. cannot envision these two having chemistry whatsoever. And if they really? pull it off because they're great actors, then somehow they have defied I don't know, all sorts of planetary gravity because (laughs) this, I I like the premise. I think it sounds Uh fun and different and like, obviously it's not realistic because people don't do this, but the fact that she's a celebrity and we're not celebrities. So it's not like we know what they'll do and not do, you know, we're, we're, they're not just like us. So, I mean, in terms of going through breakups and things, yes, they do have that, but we're never going to like get married on a stage in front of a zillion people and, you know, do all of that shenanigans basically. But I'm here for it. I need this because I love a rom-com and when they are big budget like this, you know, a bit above the budget of a Hallmark <clears throat> movie, I feel yes. like it's going to be glitzy, glamoury, good music, maybe some special cameos from people and it's time. We haven't had like a movie like this, I feel like, since Valentine's Day, the movie, or uh, the book club and things like that. I haven't seen a great rom-com in a while, so I'm ready for it. Yeah, we have not had a feature film, like, good rom-com that I can think of, at least since 2018, Crazy Rich Asians. And like I said, it has been a long time since we have one from J-Lo, and I kind of feel like, cause she's been married so many times. I kind of feel like this is a really good fit for her. Like good. I mean, like, in real life, she's been married so many times. So I don't know. It just, I can actually picture her doing this, which is, is, you know, I don't know. It just works. Well, she's also married and, like a hundred people at this point. So right, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like what's one more. Right. Yeah. And I actually feel the chemistry in the trailer, at least. I'm like, I don't, I never would have put them together. I agree with you that in that part, but I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. The two of them. I mean, I love Owen Wilson and I was a huge fan of Loki this last summer. I thought that was great. Um, He's great. Uh, And so I don't know. I just think this sounds really cute. I'm super excited. It's getting my diamond ring. I am pumped to see this movie. <laughs> so I hope it's good. Please, please be good. I'm giving I, it. I really. I'm hopeful. giving it roses. I'm not going as far as giving yeah. it a diamond ring because there's still the chance that it's horrendous between their chemistry. But <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be wrong. Yeah. All right. Last one. We have The Lost City, and this is on the 25th of March, and it's Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, and Daniel Radcliffe. 
and its brilliant but reclusive author Loretta Sage has spent her career writing about exotic places in her popular romance adventure novels featuring handsome cover model Alan, who has dedicated his life to embodying the hero character Dash. While on tour promoting her new book with Alan... Loretta is kidnapped by an eccentric billionaire who hopes that she can lead him to the ancient lost city's treasure from her latest story, wanting to prove that he can be a hero in real life and not just on the pages of her books. Alan sets off to rescue her, to rescue her thrust into an epic jungle adventure. The unlikely pair will need to work together to survive the elements and find the ancient treasure before it's before it's lost forever. So what do you think about this? I don't even know. Um, I love the cast. Well, actually, I, I'm not a big Channing Tatum fan. I'm a Sandra Bullock fan and a Daniel Radcliffe fan. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that she writes about exotic places and romance adventure novels sound fun. And I just, I, I am not entirely sure what to make of it. So... I just feel like when you're getting into like kidnapping and rescuing, it's like, what? How often does that even happen? This is very unrelatable. (laughs) But again, everything we've talked about today has been unrelatable. So I don't know why all of a sudden I started to have standards. Well, first of all, I want to say welcome back, Sandy, to the world of the rom-com. We have missed you. It's been a long time. Yes. You haven't been in one so long and i am here for it please be in so many more i know you i know you want to like you got your oscar you like being in bird box and movies like that i get it but please give us a rom-com every now and then please because you're so good at it you're one of the greats and i am so excited to have you back um this it does feel a lot romance in the stone I mean, a lot. <laughs> uh, and then also Nims Island, very similar as well, which I love <laughs> with Jodie Foster and Gerard Butler. If you haven't seen either of those films, you totally should. They're hilarious. Uh, but I, I, I hope this won't just feel derivative. I hope it'll feel like its own thing and be funny enough. And I actually don't mind Channing Tatum. I think he's pretty funny. Uh, I, uh, he he has shown to have some comedic chops with like the jump street movies and some other movies. And so I, and he, he was good in this, like his step up movie, things like that. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'm feeling actually the chemistry between the two of them that much from the trailer, but you know, I'm hopeful uh, that they will. It's just so hard to separate the actor from their real life, I think, when we know who they're really dating. Like, I just don't see these people together, I guess. So to your point, yeah, I don't know. Mm, Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I'm still hopeful. And yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe, who has also shown himself to have some good comedic timing in the right role. So, you know, hopefully that will be good. Um, and you know, hopefully I won't be watching and just be thinking this is a romancing the stone copycat. Um, we'll see, uh, but I am going to give this roses because I, I, I am pretty hopeful about it. I hope I'll enjoy it. Uh, but what about you? 
Well, so I don't remember like romancing the stone, and I don't think I've seen anything similar in a while. So it's really a fun movie if you if you haven't seen Romancing the Stone. It's Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito. It's uh, it's from the um, it's a very similar story. Basically, she's this novelist who uh, ends up getting kidnapped. Uh, well, her sister is kidnapped, and she's off this adventure. And um, anyway, it's it's a uh, it's fun. So you should yeah. if you haven't seen, it, you should check it out. Well, listen, well, now you've given me so much homework because I've got to see <laughs> the German version of the no reservations. I've got to see all of these things. And I've got a full slate of movies to watch in the very near future. So like how we were talking at the beginning of the show about making plans, like, well, I'm busy now. I'm busy. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you have a, a while. And you have yeah. until March, end of March to see Random Mancing the Stone. And you won't regret it. You'll enjoy it. It's very funny. Plus all of these other um, movies. I mean, I am really like, check my calendar, busy, busy. So if anybody wants to take me on a date or whatever, like, sorry, you have to get on my calendar because I've got other things to do. Yeah, I will be managing Jen's calendar for the next. Yes, thank you. <laughs> two months. <laughs> so, what would you give it? Um, uh, I'm gonna give it a card. Is that terrible? Mm, no. It is what, you know, you feel how you feel. All right. So, what do you give it? I gave it uh, Roses. Right. Yes. I'm pretty You're excited. much nicer than I am with these movies. <laughs> Although that's so, not true. I gave one a diamond. Did you give any of yeah, them a diamond? I gave Marry Me a diamond. Right. Yes. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I think I so blacked we'll that out see. because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let us know what your rating would be for any of these movies. We want to hear your thoughts in the comments section or on Twitter. It'd be so much fun. And uh, so, Jen, where can people find you, your podcast, everything, social media, all that fun stuff? All that fun stuff. You can find me watching all of these movies. But also, <laughs> when I'm not doing that, you can find me on Instagram and all the social media platforms at Jennifer Golden. That's J-E-N-I-F-E-R-G-O-L-D-E-N. And you can also find It's Complicated wherever you get your podcasts. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you want to see my reviews of Marry Me and The Lost City, uh, make sure you're following me over on my content. And then make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all of our social media. And if you are listening to either of our podcasts on iTunes, give us some five-star ratings and reviews. We sure appreciate it so much. And if you are listening to this episode on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. That would be so great. And please check out the Patreon group and the merch store. We have some Valentine's themed designs, uh, some great merch uh, from artist Jessica Miller that you'll really love. So take a look at that. We would sure appreciate it. And uh, thanks again, Jen. It was so much fun. And uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day.